What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello, everybody. My name is Ray. Welcome to the Evangelical Dark Web. Today, we're going to be discussing the Gospel Coalition. Last week, it was a pretty bad week for the Gospel Coalition. They defended and rationalized the false teaching of Andy Stanley. We covered that in a video. And on Friday, they published and then canceled an article that was so gay that they took it down off the site. However, the internet is forever, and we're going to be looking at this article. The Gospel Coalition went gay for Taylor Swift. And additionally, no one else has talked about this. They also go woke with Benjamin Watson as well. So we're going to play that clip, or at least one clip, from a very woke uh, interview by Benjamin Watson on the Gospel Coalition. So, with that said... Uh, the Gospel Coalition has rarely ever canceled an article. Earlier this year, they canceled an article written by Joshua Butler that went a little too far for some people when it came to applying the consummation imagery of Christ and his bride. A lot of the sex-hating feminists did not like that article. It got canceled as a result of that squeaky wheel. Now, this article got canceled even sooner, and it's way worse. It's not even close how bad this article is. So we're going to get into that Taylor Swift article. But first, I want to let you know, Evangelical Dark Web is a Christian news gathering and commentary ministry. You can support us over at evangelicaldarkweb.org slash join. And that's our Patreon-like system. Now, if you are subscribed to the newsletter, the free newsletter, you would have gotten this story that we're about to talk about already because i wrote about it on friday about the gospel coalition canceling their own taylor swift article but the least you can do is like this video subscribe to the channel if you are new so well this is the article gospel coalition swiftly removes gay article simping taylor swift the gospel coalition has been on tear this week with bad content And again, we already talked about how they wanted to rationalize Andy Stanley's heresies as paved with good intentions. Yet a more recent article will be the second article removed this year from the Gospel Coalition, an article venerating Taylor Swift and legitimizing the idolatry of her fans. The article is titled, Seven Things Christians Can Learn from Taylor Swift's Eras Tour, is written by Blake Glosson. It is perhaps the gayest article the Gospel Coalition has written in years. This is the article. This is on the Wayback Machine. The Wayback Machine snagged this article. They they wanted to cancel it, but it got snagged by the Wayback Machine. 
within 24 hours of publish. So you got to love that. So it, it's pretty gay. It's kind of written like a BuzzFeed article with the seven things. And I guess, and it's a stretch how, how much they try to get the seven. It's a stretch. They do it probably because seven's a biblical number. Uh, but in reality, they maybe got five and a half uh, things on here. So, you know, the first one is we were created to be seen and known. And Blake Lawson explains part of what makes the ta- makes Taylor Swift's music so powerful is that it leaves many saying she gets me. Many feel her lyrics perfectly encapsulate their emotions and experiences and even help them understand themselves. The Eras Tour allows fans to draw near to one person who seems to really know them. Of course, Taylor doesn't know. 99.9% of her fans, only foolish ones would think otherwise. Still, the joy Swifties feel in Taylor's presence, perhaps even catching a glance from Taylor herself, reflects the joy of drawing near to the only one, that's capital, capital one, who knows exactly who knows and loves us perfectly. So you get the sense here that they are setting Taylor Swift up as a Christological figure. So they're, they're setting her up as, or Blake Lawson is setting Taylor Swift up as some sort of old Testament figure that points to Christ. The reality is that Swift's lyrics resonate with liberal white women. Like, pretty much it she resonates with liberal white women there are a lot of liberal white women out there and that's why taylor swift is as prominent as she is she doesn't really make good music these days and hasn't in quite some time so what is it she is astroturfed or pretty much forced on society by the in the music industry and she resonates with liberal white women that's taylor swift and it's interesting that blake lawson would be just so enthralled with her. But the reality is that Taylor Swift isn't a Christ-like figure, and she's not even close. She is someone who openly and publicly reviles her own father, making her one of the worst object lessons to use affirmatively. After all, as the fifth commandment here. And she violates that publicly. So Taylor Swift is not someone that Christians should be emulating, should be looking up to, and is certainly not someone who points to Christ. And what he's doing here is he's using idolatry and saying that this idolatry points to Christ. And you kind of wonder, you know, is that why this article was canceled so so swiftly? So number two, we were created to image greatness. Now, again, Taylor Swift's music is not great. Even when it was better than what it is now, it could not really be called great music. Witnessing tens of thousands of Swifties flooding Chicago streets and shop hours before the show was surreal. You could spot a Swiftie a mile away as they're all dressed as her, while every Taylor Swift follower reflected her differently. They all imaged her corporately reflecting the full array of her dazzling ensembles. Swifties appreciated Taylor's beauty more because of each other's imitations. The words, I love your dress, were exclaimed countless times that day. Yet, it wasn't just Swifties who noticed the shimmering attire of Taylor's fans. Taylor's dresses became more 
visible when worn by her followers. Those Swifties, the world saw Swift. Through Swifties, the world saw Swift. Now, this is just a blasphemous comparison, and he tries to point it back to Christ. You know, that we all point to God, that Christ and all. So, Glosson is reveling in idolatry and attempting to shoehorn Christian image into it. Point three seems to make Taylor Swift a beauty icon, which is a huge stretch. And I just got to throw that in there. Um, number four, uh, we were created for reciprocal enjoyment with the object of our greatest affection. Again, you have to learn that from Eras and the Taylor Swift concerts. Which, does Taylor Swift actually sing at her own concerts? Or is it just like, was it Cardi B who got caught? She threw her microphone and the music kept going at a fan. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. So anyway, Taylor goes to great lengths to emphasize how much she enjoys her fans. It's not like Swifties love seeing, seeing Taylor while she merely tolerates seeing them. He, there's a joke in there with a hyperlink of, in regards to one of her songs that I've never heard of. Uh, the enjoyment is reciprocal. Reciprocal, For Swifties, the thought of playing a small part in Taylor's joy, even making her smile, makes the show sweeter. Believers, uh, believer, how much more does Christ enjoy you? Not and not as a number in a stadium full of faces, but as intimately as the bridegroom enjoys his bride. Careful there, you might get canceled for that. Your uh, existence is a true and constant ingredient in the divine happiness. Your presence causes Christ's heart to leap with delight. Seeing you makes Jesus smile. Like, again, it's interesting to compare the conjugal analogies in Scripture with Joshua Butler, who was canceled for the same. Uh, the musician with... Um, the musician who has capitalized on numerous romantic escapades... Hardly a pure bridegroom in this analogy. I just, again, so much irony that she doesn't even live up to the hype that uh, the Gospel Coalition is trying to really throw on her. Point five, we were crusaded, created for transcendent belonging and community. Many Swift, Swifties marvel at the feeling of, prolonging, uh, of belonging they experience gathered with countless others who share the same object of admiration. This sweet connection transcends cultural backgrounds, socioeconomic status, personality, age, and era. Though one person, through one person, many are brought together. That's really gay, and I gotta point out that it doesn't transcend cultural economics, socioeconomic status if you gotta buy a ticket, and there's a lot of people too broke to afford that. Um... So, really gay section there. Uh, point six, pettiness turns to gratitude in the presence of beauty. Eras, every Eras show includes two decade-long fans, recent followers, and everything in between. Some purchase tickets months in advance. Others scoop them up minutes before the show. Yet, once inside, no one says, how come she got in? That would be pure silliness. Any Everyone who's too enthralled to see Taylor to have pretty much 
thought this. Uh, heaven will consist of lifelong Christ followers and deathbed converts, yet none will be feeling robbed or embittered. All will overflow with joy and gratitude simply being Christ's presence. Like, is that... that That's weak sauce. How... Like, he, he really stretched it because that, that's not something that shows up at any concert. It has nothing to do with Taylor Swift. No one thinks that way. You know, how did these people get into a movie theater to watch this movie? Like, no one thinks that. How did these people get into the stadium to watch this football game? Who's thinking that? Point seven, we were created for unmixed, timeless joy. It's hard to explain what I felt when I woke up the morning after seeing Taylor Swift. The best way I can describe it is sad joy. For all the happy anticipation leading up to the show, the sorrowful realization that it was overtainted by joy. For I, for many, that sorrow started earlier. A friend said it felt like the experience was ending the moment I woke up the day of the concert. My joy was ending as it was starting. She said this pain continued into the show itself. As joyous as it was to see Taylor we all grieved as she celebrated as we celebrated because we knew the joy would be soon gone would soon be gone like give me a break i have never been to i have never been sad the day after a concert and i've been to more concerts than the average swift idolater like you know i i've gone to heavy metal concerts back in the day i, I don't do that as much cuz i got kids now and stuff like that uh, but, you know, I've been to several concerts back in the day, never felt sad the next day, instead felt amped up and hyped the next day because I went to a concert the previous night. So that's how you should feel after going to a concert. But, you know, you know, the, the concerts that I go to are live music, not a glorified Spotify playlist. Glosson is trying to rationalize his idolatry for ter terrible music, but saying that his obsession points to Christ. The Gospel Coalition unceremoniously removed this article quickly into its life cycle, a tactical memory hole. Clearly, they let that fly with little editing, not knowing the reputational harm it would further bring. Unfortunately, the Gospel Coalition, for the Gospel Coalition, the internet is forever. Now, this is another story that I'm covering, is that the Gospel Coalition kind of went woke on abortion last week. They had a podcast with um, Benjamin Watson on it. I just want to play a small clip from that that just really encapsulates just how bad uh, Benjamin Watson is on this issue. So here's the clip. And so there are so many issues, and for many Black women, at least many that I talked to, even in writing this book, who are pro-life, who are against abortion, it's not that they want the right to kill their children. It's that they want the right to have something of their own and to not be forced or prohibited from doing things because culturally in this country that has happened far too often. And I think that when we think about it in that light, it, it gives us a little bit more c compassion, uh, perhaps in in when we, when we hear some of these, uh, you know, quotes from women, specifically even black women, when it talks about your, my body, my choice, or whatever it may be, because we understand where they're coming from and why they're saying that. Many times people respond out of their hurt, not necessarily out of their, their conviction. Many times people respond in defense, 
because they have to draw the line so far away because they've been um, offended in so many ways, personally and also collectively. So you heard it from Benjamin Watson because of slavery and the hurt from slavery. Black women oppose being told they can't show their children, even the pro-life, so-called pro-life black women. So that's what Benjamin Watson argues in that clip. It's pretty disgraceful that he would say you can be pro-life and oppose outlawing abortion. But that is what Benjamin Watson does in that clip. But wait, there's more to that clip. It's it, it's a it's a pretty bad, bad podcast. I believe it's the Gospel Coalition podcast. It's Colin Henson, the editor over there, is the uh, other guy in that video. But anyway, there's your update on the Gospel Coalition. It still sucks. It's pretty gay these days. And that Taylor Swift article is straight up one of the gayest things I've read in quite some time. Uh, Anyway, have a blessed day. We will catch you on the next one.